Today's Ziggler Show is brought to you in part by Bluehost. In all of my personal businesses and with my clients and even in my personal life, any and every website that I host is on Bluehost. You can keep your money in a tin can at your home and hope for the best, or you can keep it in a bank. If you're the kind that uses a bank, like 99.99% of the rest of the world, then you'll also want to keep your website where it's secure and worry and hassle-free. A beginning hosting package with Bluehost is normally $7.99 a month, but you can get it for only $3.95 a month. Go to zigshow.com slash blue. That's Zig Show, Z-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com forward slash B-L-U-E. Built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperately. Folks, today we continue our life-changing journey through Strategies for Success, Blueprint for Success. And we're on disc two, uh, the CD and DVD both uh, that comes with it is segment one is this one. It's developing and maintaining the right attitude. Today, no premise. We are going to dive in. Are you ready? Here is 10 minutes of profound zig. Thank you. You know, I think every speaker alive always dreams of an opening that would just absolutely reach out and grab every member of the audience. Well, I've got this one story that would just knock your hair out, but I noticed several of you fellows have already heard it. <laughs> the scene is Phoenix, Arizona. 
My son and I had been playing in a golf tournament out there. During the tournament, the weather was absolutely magnificent. But the day we were headed back to Dallas, it was raining and hail was falling. It was a mess. By the time we got to the airport, we got soaking wet trying to get into the airport itself. We went down. There were about 3,212 people in the airport. Got down to the line and 476 of them about were waiting in line. We obviously didn't get to the front of the line. The gate agent, uh, when we first got there, was a fair-skinned, blue-eyed blonde. But everybody that came along were dumping on him. I mean, they blamed him for the weather. They blamed him for the computer foul-up. They blamed him for the world economy. They blamed him for everything. By the time we got to him, he looked like the cruise director for the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, uh, somebody had licked all the red off of his candy. Uh, you know, he, he, he was in bad shape. As a matter of fact... By the time we got to him, uh, the red in his neck had moved all the way up, and he was a flaming redhead. Well, as is my custom when I greeted him, it was with a lot of enthusiasm. I said, well, how you doing? He said, compared to who? (laughs) I said, compared to that person who doesn't have a job of any kind, who doesn't have nice warm clothes to wear, who has no future that he can call his own who lives in a land where there is no freedom of speech or travel, who does not know from one day to the next what is going to happen to him. I said, how you doing? You've never seen such a radical change in a human being. He smiled broadly and he said, I'm doing wonderfully well and thank you so much for reminding me. A lot of times we need to be reminded, don't we? The young man got so excited, he got so carried away, he was so appreciative of the fact that I'd called something to his attention that he moved my son and me up to first class. (laughs) Now, as we walked in, I could not help but notice that he was greeting the other people in an entirely different way. More pleasantly, more courteously. Now, the weather was still bad. The computer was still fouled up. The economy had not changed. The only thing that had changed was his attitude. And his attitude changed because the input in his mind had changed. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you think with the new attitude, he's got a reasonably good chance of keeping his job? Can I see your hands, please? How many of you believe he might even get a promotion if he keeps the attitude that I left him with? Can I see your hand? How many of you believe that if he's married with children, when he got home, he was a better husband and a better father? Can I see your hands, please? All right. Now, let me ask you some questions. How much did I teach him about being better on his job? How much did I teach him about being a better husband, a better father, a better man? Absolutely nothing. And yet all of it radically changed simply because the attitude had changed because the input in his mind had changed. You'll hear me say this a lot. You're what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Now the next question is, let me ask you, how many of you believe that here it is several years later, that he still remembers that day about that fellow that came along and said those nice things to him and his attitude was so much better. How many of you believe he still remembers all of that and as a result, his attitude is permanently good? (laughs) Not going to happen, is it? Because since then, there have been probably some negatives that happen. Now, he doesn't have a chance to listen to me give him a little pep talk every day. 
But the neat thing about strategies for success, you have that opportunity. Because in Automobile University, you can listen every day. And the interesting thing is, as you listen every day, you're going to discover that it becomes new and new and new again. You want to let your family listen along with you. Because as a family listens, almost regardless of age, I see adults almost every day of my life who said, you know, when I was a little guy, five years old, my mom and dad started throwing those tapes in there and I started listening to them. And, and I got to tell you, I, at first I didn't like them. But over a period of time, they started to have an effect on me. Automobile University is a wonderful institution. And when you have the family listen together, you get on the same page. You adopt the same values. You communicate more easily and readily. You have things in common that will make a difference and a big difference. The giant Belgian horse on its own can pull 8,000 pounds. Hook him up with another giant Belgian horse. The team will pull 17,000 pounds. Send him off to school. Teach him to pull in harmony. And the team will pull 20 5,000 pounds. There's something about being on the same page that makes such a dramatic difference in a person's life. As we look at how to develop and maintain a winning attitude, I want to ask you just how important is attitude anyhow? Well, let me tell you what Alan Cox, he's the author of the Confessions of a Corporate Headhunter, has to say about attitude. He said, attitude determines strength and direction. He asked 1,173 executives in major corporations about positive thinking. 49% of these executives said it affected their own success very strongly. An additional 46.5% said it was a significant factor and 4.5% were neutral about it. There wasn't a one who said uh, there was damage done by having the right attitude. Your attitude is enormously important, particularly in the first part of the day. Here's what the psychologists say. They say that your first significant encounter at the beginning of the day has more bearing on your attitude for the rest of the day than does the next four contacts that you're going to have. Now understand, you have complete control of the first part of your day. You can isolate yourself somewhere and read or listen, or you can get in your automobile and you can listen on the way to your work, to your job, or whatever it is that you're doing. And sometimes it only takes a few minutes for it to make a difference. I had less than 30 seconds in front of that gate agent, and yet there was an attitude change there. Just in those few seconds, it did make a difference. Calvin Robert says this about your attitude, and it's validated by Harvard and Stanford University. They say that 85% of the reason a person gets a job and gets ahead in that job is because of their attitude. It's enormously important, and we need to understand that. The good news is, according to William James, he simply says that we can change our lives, and this is the most important discovery of our our time. We can change our lives by changing our attitude. 
On with what Mr. Cox said. He said, no one with whom leaders deal is given such short shrift as negative thinkers. Don't you like to be around them? These people, you know, who, uh, uh, you know, they look like they've been weaned on a pickle. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, p- people that just, you know, they could brighten up a room by leaving it. I mean, you know the kind of, of people I'm talking about. Those who are so skeptical, they demand a bacteria count on the milk of human kindness. You know who I'm talking about it. So cynical, they believe somebody pushed Humpty Dumpty. You've uh, seen it. So narrow-minded, they look through a keyhole with both eyes at the same time. Have you ever seen anybody like that? Well, the question is, can you change one of the extreme cases like that? I got to tell you, the answer is yes. So let's get real with this, shall we, folks? I mean, Zig is talking major paradigm shift. It's easy to say something about changing your attitude. It's a dramatically different thing to actually do it and to walk it out and to create a new habit, a new mindset, new actions. It's a big deal. So he's talking about paradigm shift, you know, count your blessings. Uh, I mean, the story he used with the airport gate agent is an acute Real situation where Zig had a frame of mind and skill to address a guy on the spot and just massively impact him. I mean, wouldn't it be great to have that skill? I mean, it can be learned. That's what we're here about. Once we own a positive frame of mind, we can do that, which is why we're listening here today. But folks, the point that we're really here for is doing this for ourselves. That's where it begins. Uh, so let's take this concept captive. I mean, you can take... Uh, uh, we're going to get real here, real here, folks. I mean, you can take any moment, right? Any circumstance, give it a positive spin. Of course. I mean, somebody always has it worse, right? If you're in a car accident and you lose an arm, it would literally be a horrid, life-altering tragedy. So are you to simply stop, get a grip and say with zig enthusiasm, hey, somebody else somewhere in the world today was in an accident. They lost both arms. I mean, at least I still have one. Man, am I grateful. I mean, come on. The fact that you're in an accident, lost an arm is flat out tragic, horrific. And many of you listening here have had hard, tragic things happen. You, you may be in something that is horrifically tragic right now. And you know what I want to say to you? I'm so sorry. Nothing will fix that. That is a wound. And, and you're allowed to and need to grieve a tragedy and a loss and hard circumstances and, and the hard realities of life. I mean, hear me on this. Zig is not asking you to be Pollyanna. And I think this is where a lot of the positive thinking kind of hits a roadblock and can get a bad rap and people can kind of roll their eyes at it because it's gone too far. So hear what we just went through. That's not Zig's point. So Pollyanna, it's interesting. You know, this is out of Wikipedia. Okay. It says the Pollyanna, it's actually a principle, the Pollyanna principle, also called Pollyannism or positivity bias is the tendency for people to remember pleasant items more accurately than unpleasant ones. Research indicates that at the subconscious level, the mind has a tendency to focus on the optimistic, while at the subconscious level, it has a tendency to focus on the negative. This subconscious bias towards the positive is often described as the Pollyanna principle. Uh, again, this often it gets a, a, a reasonable, uh, realistic bad rap. Because it's just putting a veneer of positivity when the truth is you're in a bad way. Again, like the lost arm analogy. But massive tragedy like lost limbs aside, most of our daily negative realities are not so critical. We do have a lot to be grateful for. And we are simply spoiling it with a crappy attitude. 
And folks, let's, let's draw a little bit of a line here and focus on, uh, let's use your work as an analogy, right? If you desire to have a job and desire to get paid and choose to accept work at a place of employment, you don't have a reason to complain if it's unbearable. And it may be, again, the point is not just to endure and be happy and paint a happy face on misery. Sometimes things are, it's bad. You need to get out of there. And in in that case, put the full court press on finding another job. That's your responsibility. No matter what, get out of there. But every day that we choose to walk into a job and choose to take money for doing that job, we don't have the right to complain. We have a responsibility to give our absolute best and help the business that we work for serve clients and make money. All right. That's hard for people. People don't want to hear that, but that is the absolute truth. Uh, and make the best of it. That is what we're talking about with positivity. Now, interestingly, on the other side of Pollyanna is also a, a literal word and issue. It's called awfulizing. Here's the definition of that. Awfulize. To imagine something to be as bad as it can possibly be. One way to make yourself miserable is awfulizing a situation. And a lot of people are great with that, man. If there's something that falls from the sky, then the sky is falling. You know, if you feel a little bit ill, you've got cancer. If something seems bad, it's going to be the worst, right? That's the opposite end of it. We're trying not really to find a balance because we want to be on the side of positivity, but I'm just trying to paint both sides of, of it. And I think we tend to look at one of the other and we end up doing nothing and we need to do something. That's why we're here. So let's go back to the guy in Zig's story. Okay. After I tell you real quick about a new Ziggler supporter, bomb, bomb, look, bomb, bomb is an email service provider. Okay. So you, when you're creating a list, any business, you should be creating a list, gathering email addresses that you then have permission as Seth Godin would say, permission to promote to. Right, so Bomb Bomb is a an email service provider that specializes in delivering video. That's what makes them different. That's why you would go to them, folks. We're in a video age. I mean, it's flat out leading by far the way to get a message to people. But sending via email, you can have some big fallout there because arguably 80% of your audience will be accessing, looking at any email you send them on a mobile device. And if they have to click a link and pull up another browser and, and wait, especially if they're on cell service, I mean, the dropout rate is large. That's what bomb bomb came in with. And they play that video embed it right in the email. So it plays right there. So the viewership percentage skyrockets with bomb bomb. So I know I have three personal accounts with, you know, for different businesses that I use with bomb bomb. So you can go to zigshow.com forward slash bomb B O M B and start a free trial right now. Zigshow.com forward slash bomb. It is literally the bomb. All right. So Zig's story again on the gate agent. I mean, that dude had a hard job, right? He had to deal with hundreds of people who are in a bad circumstances. They were wet, late and stuck. Uh, a disappointing reality of humanity is when we get into a situation like that, we are often looking to place the blame somewhere. So this guy was an easy scapegoat. Okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing secret about that. I mean, that's, that makes sense. These folks are waiting. They're delayed by a mass of people. So they blame the airline, the airport. And here's this guy, an employee, a representative. He's shepherding the line. He gets the brunt of folks' frustration. So it seems fair that he had a right to be frustrated, right? It wasn't his fault. He has no control. He'd be happy to help if he could. And he has his own life going on. And he had a hard time at home today. And he got a flat tire on the way to work today. And he's wet and yada, yada. I mean, you can paint the picture. 
but uh, he can't do much here. He's he's helping. Uh, he's at the core problem of, of of gridlock, and he's the focal point, right? So he's getting pummeled with undue, unfair criticism and blame. He has a right to be mad, right? Well, that's that's the crux of what we're talking about here today. I mean, the fault. Let's let's get on a big picture. The fault really lies in the management. For those of you who have businesses, that's where it lies. That's where this guy's initial problem. It's not just a personal issue, really. This guy should have been properly trained to understand that this is going to happen. If things in an airport go bad, or, 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 or let's start on the other side. If they're great, he gets some credit and smiles and gratitude and an easy day and it's nice and he goes home and it's a good day, right? If things go bad, as in this case, he's going to get blamed. He's got to be prepped for that and trained. Now, in we're talking to each other there here though, right? Personally, you and me in our jobs and businesses and whatever. So we got to, we got to, we got to manage ourselves. Now it'd be great though, if this guy had been equipped for it to perform accordingly for the sake of those in the line and the business and himself, three people there, right? He should have been told, Hey, when things are good, just smile, be courteous. Those are easy days. When things were bad, man, pony up. This is when the true, your true metal shows through. Time to turn those frowns into smiles. That's what that's what we're here for, or at least soften people a little bit. And we come up with a lot of ways that the guy could do this, but you get the point, right? So from a business aspect, we need to be training people to be ready for this. This is when the true stuff comes through. Um, but from an individual standpoint, as we are individuals and we're doing some type of work somewhere, that uh, this is what we've got to pump ourselves up for. So folks, I mean, we here's here's a truth. We naturally... Just in our own humanity, we sweetly and naively expect and hope for ease. That's our basic bar of measurement. If things go right, well, good. That's what we wanted and inherently hoped for and expected. When we sit down in our car, for instance, we expect it to start. Things go great, then well, awesome. But if they take a turn for the worse, well, that's just not okay. We got enough to deal with already. You know, this is what is life a cruel joke here? And we feel entitled and right to be upset. And that's how most of us, most people function, but where does it get us? That's what Zig's coming to. Where does that get us or anyone? I mean, if you listen to show 353 of the Ziggler show with strengths finder, author, renowned author, Tom Rath, uh, you heard about his new book in movie called fully charged and the tragically harmful effects of negative interactions. And I would just take that further, say negative thoughts. That's where Zig was focused. It's more than toxic. It's, it's death in so many ways. And we can alter this. We can alter this. We have that choice. We have to take that responsibility and take action. We can recognize, again, and give credence to hurtful things. It's not just painting them over and ignoring them. And, and guys, I got to say that uh, or say this. I didn't have this planned in here, but um, I, that's me. That's me. That's my tendency. I don't even let the negative have a, have a, have a second thought. I don't even let it have a first thought. And you know what? That's denial. That's not helping me either. So I'm talking as I always am. I'm preaching to me here. So again, we got to give credence to those hurtful things and say, gosh, that hurt. And setting that, setting that for a minute, feel that. Otherwise we're being dishonest and unauthentic to ourselves. But then we do need to count our blessings. We do need to look on the bright side, try to see the good and the redemption in things. It doesn't make bad things perfect, but in Zig's words, Positive thinking. I don't do a good Zig impersonation, folks. I should by now. I listen to so much of it. Positive thinking won't allow you to do anything, but it will let you do everything better 
then negative thinking will. So be real, folks. I mean, a hurt hurts. Let it hurt for a moment. Then put on your big boy or girl pants and we've got to overcome it. Turn it on its head and embrace and claim the goodness. We've got to do this for ourselves and for others. So in this Zig Sites, then, a guy named Alan Cox, who said, attitude determines strength and direction. Think about that. Again, this isn't just some strategy. Your attitude determines your strength and direction. That's why we see, so I do some work, uh, as a lot of people know, in the health and wellness industry and uh, have gotten involved in neurotherapy lately. My wife especially loves the brain. So we've been doing that. And I met with a neurotherapist and we're talking about it. Uh, so we're here. I, I uh, If you don't know, I broadcast the Ziegler show. Ziegler headquarters are in Plano, Texas, and I'm grateful to go there a good bit and be a part of the team via Skype. But I broadcast from high up in the Rocky Mountains up outside of, Pike, of uh, uh, Colorado Springs. Have you ever been in Colorado Springs and looked up at Pikes Peak? Well, I'm on the other side. And uh, I broadcast from here. Well, this guy, neurotherapist, he's down in Colorado Springs. Well, that's also the home of the Olympic Training Center. There are people trying to per- perform at their absolute best, right? These athletes, I mean, you know that you see the sports, you see the Olympics and when they're winning by a hundredth of a second or whatever it is, attitude, the difference that that can make in their strength and direction is dramatic. Okay. So again, Alan Cox attitude determines strength and direction. So your first, and he goes on to say your first significant encounter at the beginning of the day has more bearing on your attitude for the rest of the day than does the next four contacts that you're going to have again, your strength, if you are determining at the beginning of your day, the strength and direction ability that you're going to have, how important is that? You know, my dad, Dan Miller, 48 days to the work you love fame. You can find him at 48days.com. He has a book there called the rudder of the day. That was the point of it is getting your day started off correctly. It's kind of a, a devotional. And I have that at home. I uh, uh, also have the Ziegler devotional book that is a daily devotional. That's significant. Of course, I try to start it off with the, the Word of God and my Bible every day. Uh, I try to start off working out and to get my mind well, even before my kids come down, so that my strength and direction is true. So Zig goes on to say, you know, you, we have complete control over the first part of the day. We always want to find an excuse, but it's hard to when we can get up a little earlier if we need to. We can change our lives by changing our attitude. That's the crux of today's show. I mean, folks, if, if, if you get nothing else from listening to the Ziegler show ever and the Ziegler message, get that we can change our lives by changing our attitude. Zig started off most of his big talks when he would go somewhere and come out on stage and he would tell his own story and he would talk about the hardship that he came from the big family and the dad that wasn't there and having to work at the age of five and Hard stuff, hard stuff. And he had every reason. That's the point of why he tells it because he knows that he had every reason to have a bad attitude. He had every reason to be a victim. He had every reason to go down a hard road. Uh, and he overcame it because he realized if I change my attitude, the rest of my life and success comes along with it. If I can elevate my attitude, I can elevate my life. And he devoted that his, his life to helping us with that. Right? So if you get nothing else, Get that. If you are dissatisfied, folks, with your life, we're just about to wrap up here. You are dissatisfied with your life or progress. Uh, if you if you're okay, but you feel responsible to do and give and be even more, it starts with your attitude. Your ability, actions, and decisions start with your attitude. Everything 
and anything you try will be sabotaged if you try to skip dealing first with your attitude. If you're going about your daily life with a less than positive attitude, you are not performing at optimum capacity. Last point, and this is admittedly me talking here, folks, a positive attitude, it doesn't necessarily mean you are upbeat and upgoing and joyful and happy and bounding with enthusiasm all the time. I mean, the root of positivity is truly believing you can do it, that you're able and capable. Folks, there's many times when I, I feel almost grim with the challenge of a certain task, but I believe I can do it. Zig's words have sunk in and I'm committed and I'm resolute and I succeed. Again, it's about your ability. So, okay, you with me? You believe it? Write down now, what actions will you take to remind yourself to adjust your attitude, your routines, whatever in the morning to get your attitude straight with the recipe that works for you. There's no cookie cutter paste. This is exactly the only way how you do it. No, you find what works for you to adjust your attitude to have the optimal strength and optimal direction. Okay, I'm with you. I got to do it too. Folks, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you in the next Ziggler Show. Thank you.